This is In the Trenches, Broadcast 12. Welcome to In the Trenches, where entrepreneurs, artists, writers, designers, inventors, warriors, and leaders share their stories of doing the hard, creative work that impacts all of our lives. Let the journey inspire you to do something worthwhile. Build something bold and create your life's work. And now, your host, Tom Morgus. Welcome back, everyone, to In the Trenches. Before I do the intro for today's guest, I just wanted to give all the listeners out there a few updates on my personal creative journey. If you've been reading my blog, you're probably aware of this already, but I recently quit my job. And now I'm devoting 100% of my time to entrepreneurial pursuits, including, but not limited to, creating a boutique, creative publishing platform called Insurgent Publishing. I'm hoping to introduce a new wave of artisanal content where the publisher isn't just the money and marketing arm of the endeavor, but a creative collaborator on projects. And I'm hoping this bridges the gap between the quickly fading traditional publishing model and the unpredictable but oftentimes lacking quality self-publishing. I honestly believe there's a happy medium that can be found um, in between those two worlds, and that specific boutique publishers can bring quality content to specific groups of people, the type of people who want that kind of content. So that's the goal of that that um, project I'm working on. And if you're wondering what kind of content, well, I'm finding inspiration in books like The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, Poke the Box by Seth Godin, Rework by the folks at 37 Signals, and Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. These are all short, powerful, memorable manifestos. They inspire immediate action, and they leave an impact. So that's what I'd like to see more of in the world, and I'm hoping Insurgent Publishing can help make it a reality. So if you're a writer, artist, or just someone who'd like to get involved and collaborate on some really cool, fun, creative stuff, shoot me an email at tom at tommorcus.com. Besides Insurgent Publishing... I'll continue to write for my blog at tommorcus.com and record new shows for this podcast in the trenches as best as I'm able. I say best as I'm able because in about a month I'll be leaving the country for one year to travel abroad. This is something I've wanted to do for the past few years and now it's time to take the scary plunge and do it. So if you're in New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, Argentina, Chile, or Peru, or just want to meet up in any of those places, let me know. Again, just shoot me an email. If you're curious how I'm able to travel for a year with no real job, no half year's income saved up, and no traditional safety net, the answer is I'm not sure how I'm doing it myself. I'm just doing it, which I like to think means I practice what I preach. It could also mean I'm crazy. You decide. If you'd like me to keep creating podcasts, though, please go to iTunes and leave a review. Five-star reviews and comments help spread the word, and they really help spread the reach of a podcast significantly. So the more people that listen uh, and review, the more validation I have that this is a podcast people want to hear too, and uh, that makes me want to continue producing it. So thank you so much in advance if you do get a chance um, to leave that review, and thank you in advance for spreading the word. So these aren't the only things that I'm working on. I've got my hands involved in a few other uh, really incredible projects, but I don't want to take up too much time before I introduce today's guests. So if you want to find out more about what I'm working on, definitely subscribe to the Resistance Broadcast. Just go to tommorcus.com and you'll see an email opt-in box where you can subscribe to get my weekly blog posts, along with exclusive content just for subscribers. Again, thanks in advance for subscribing and for following my journey. So now on to today's broadcast. Today's guest is a good friend of mine who I'm excited to have on the show. 
He's an entrepreneur, an NCAA football record holder, the creator of Mission Kilimanjaro, which won a 2012 SB award, and an all-around stud. Dan created a leadership movement called Athletic Capital, where he cultivates human initiative in America's younger generation. What sprung up as a result of Athletic Capital, it's Dan's first international initiative, Mission Kilimanjaro, which was showcased on CNN, Fox, ABC, CBS, and the 2012 SB Awards, where Kyle Maynard won Male Disabled Athlete of the Year, a truly incredible feat. In February of 2013, Dan co-founded the Higher Purpose Project, leading the pilot program in the spring with 25 attendees from six different countries and 13 different states. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Dan's done a lot of incredible things, and he's really an intelligent, driven person, and I'm really glad to have him on the show. So without further ado, here's today's broadcast. So Dan, thank you first and foremost uh, for being here with us today. Oh, dude, thanks so much for having me, Tom. Like you're, uh, you're quite the stud yourself, and I've really <laughs> enjoyed uh, following your platform, man. You know, I'm real proud of you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Dan. So hey, we can pretty much start wherever you want. But I always like to get a little background on the person that we interview. So, Dan, tell us a little bit about yourself and essentially what's what's led you up to what you're doing now with Athletic Capital and the Higher Purpose Project. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, three years ago, I was kind of working in corporate America. You know, I wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. passionate about the work that I was doing. And then I kind of had this epiphany, you know, just through dealing with uh, different adversities in my life and uh, different setbacks. You know, I was like, oh, man, if this is what life is, then... Uh, it's going to be a, a long slog, you know, I, was, mm-hmm. I can't do this. So I, I took a, um, I took a leap and, you know, in three years, I've been able to build some, um, you know, pretty amazing projects and, and bring together some, some awesome individuals. And, you know, I found in a short time that, uh, you know, when you follow your passions, when you kind of take that step into the unknown, you know, you meet amazing people like yourself, Tom, and, <laughs> um, you know, your life just takes on a new glow. Um, that's, you know, just really, really great to, uh, to, to do. Yeah. Well, I'm curious then, as far as that glow you mentioned, is that something that you didn't necessarily have before then in corporate America? Is that something that's kind of newfound based on the projects that you've been building and it's kind of like a new appreciation on life or what? Like, yeah, tell us about that. I think it's kind of tough because I think, you know, we're brought up in, um, traditional education. We're taught, you know, you have to do things a certain way. You have to follow X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. And in today's world, it's a lot different. And I was, I was kind of living the life of my father. You know, I thought that, I had to make money, um, working in finance, you know, um, basically just doing things that I wasn't necessarily passionate about, but people felt that, oh, you know, this is a great route for you. And I, I think mm-hmm. once you, if you can learn this at a young age to, you know, basically really kind of create intentions for yourself, like to really dive into, you know, what you enjoy, what you're passionate about. Cause once you do that, it really sets the tone for the rest of your life because you start using some creative um, faculties that you have and it really enables you to kind of set yourself apart from from the pack and uh, when you kind of uh, have a vision for something and you fall through on it and you take that step um, that's when all the resources become available to you and it's a it's really a process that's not well understood and I think mm-hmm. more younger people are starting to you know, question the void they have in themselves in certain regards they're like man like this life that I'm leading right now like it, it sucks. Like I want to do something about it. So then they start asking the deeper questions, which forces them, um, to, to basically start kind of examining different things. And I think, um, that's when you stumble upon different resources. That's when you kind of discover, uh, new paths that you can potentially take. And, you know, the people that succeed are the people that, you know, take the first step. So that's kind of. And- awesome. 
Yeah. And I would say, and the second and third step and they keep going, right? Exactly. Exactly. But the yeah. hardest thing, the hardest thing for people to do is to take that first step because it's so, it's so easy to get caught up in, oh, you know, these are the 10,000 things I need to do to, yeah. to get this objective done. Yeah. And if you just take the first, like all the other subsequent steps, they're revealed to you. And, uh, it's just getting comfortable in that unknown and, uh, you know, embarking upon the journey and then, you know, committing to yourself that, you know, I'm going to, I set out to do this. So I'm going to get this done. You know, no matter what happens, I'm going to learn and uh, I'm just going to use this as a, as a growing practice, you know? Yeah. I, I think it's fascinating how you touched on the idea of, uh, each step kind of bringing forth, uh, the proper resource that you need for the next step almost. I mean, that's a paraphrasing. I probably didn't do a good yeah, job yeah. of it. I think you said it better, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's like, I love that idea. And that obviously resonates deeply with me because a, a lot of it is, uh, it, things in life are uncertain and all you can do is just do the thing in front of you, take the first step yeah. and move towards it. And it's funny how things just kind of open up and resources come to your aid and people come to your aid and just things start to build and expand and you, it, they all come together. Pieces fit together that you couldn't have for, foresaw like, before yeah, you start it. Absolutely. And it just, it's so important just to have that creative process and, you know, have that faith in yourself. Like when you have uh, cool visions on stuff to, to really follow through on them and mm -hmm. investigate like how you can bring that vision to life. I mean, I think mm -hmm. all of us have uh, tremendous gifts in, in, in different ways. And it's really just kind of uncovering those gifts and remembering, you know, who we are and, you know, just, really just kind of, um, you know, embarking upon that journey to live that epic life because it's just amazing how much potential we each have and just, just a fra just a small fraction of it, um, is often utilized on a daily basis. Yeah. So tell us how that, that message, everything you just said, basically how it really applies to, I I'd say, let's start with the mission Kilimanjaro, which I think is just a fascinating story. Tell us a little bit about that and kind of the things that we just talked about, how that really applies to your story. Yeah. So I, I think, um, you know, there's always, uh, for you to kind of take, you know, these leap into these big, big visions, I think you have to kind of endure, um, you know, adversities or, or certain setbooks that, you know, force you to kind of wake up and be like, all right, like, I don't, I don't really like this path that I'm on. I need to do something about it. And so that happened to me. Um, I was working in corporate America. I made a lot of money. Uh, you know, like I was, I was selling mm -hmm. like insurance, you know, I was selling insurance and financial products. And I made, uh, like $34,000 on one, in one day. And it was the worst day of my life. And it was just funny because I learned at a young age that money in a lot of ways, it's, it's a great resource. But if it's the sole reason that you're doing what you're doing, it, you're going to leave, you're going to live a very empty wasteland, uh, type of life. And so, um, I was very kind of, um, you know, uh, uninspired by what I was doing. And then, yeah. You know, I had two events kind of happen to me that were, were pretty difficult. My, my brother, who's two years younger, uh, was hospitalized. He, uh, he had kind of like a manic, uh, bipolar type of episode. Went to UVA, was like a brilliant kid. Um, mm -hmm. but, you know, had difficulty, uh, transitioning out of college. You know, like he identified with being a student. You know, I played mm -hmm. sports my whole life. And so when you yeah. transition out of those roles that you've, you know, known for so long and, you know, kind of formulated your identity around, it's really hard and there's no kind of real structure, uh, or, or group or, um, you know, outlet that you can kind of go towards when you're, you know, leaving, uh, those type of pursuits. I mean, you can say that for yourself too, Tom, like leaving the military. It, it's, it's very different. 
Um, and so he was hospitalized and, you know, they put him on this kind of drugs and, uh, it was just really tough, you know, and here's my little brother and I'm, I'm trying to be like, you know, Brad, you can do whatever you want to do, man. Like you, you know, you can take these, um, talents that you had in school and you can apply it to your life. I mean, there's so many things that you can, tra- you can transition. And as I was saying those things, I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm giving him this advice and I'm not living, you know, and that started to really kind of hit me hard. You know, here my brother was hospitalized, you know, I'm giving him this advice that, you know, you need to live your dreams, you know, like this is just a small setback, you know, you can continue to, to move forward, man. It's not the end of the world, you know? So I was giving him all this advice and, um, you know, stepping back, you know, I started to look at myself and, um, my brother's like really competitive. He's like me in a lot of ways. And I started to understand that the only way I could get through to him was through action, you know, through embodying the things that I wanted to do. I mean, and I looked over the course of my life, like I never listened to teachers that, you know, taught out of textbooks. I listened to teachers that, you know, led the, uh, led, you know, went on the journey themselves, you know, led, led the adventure and uh, spoke from their own individual experiences. And so, uh, Mission Kilimanjaro was, was kind of created, um, you know, out of that struggle with my brother. And then and the girl I was dating at the time, too, uh, went through a similar breakdown. And both of them were on all types of prescription drugs. And, you know, it was kind of everything that every it was mm-hmm. against everything that I believed in and taking accountability for your own path and, you know, utilizing setbacks like that to dive within to see what the real problems are rather than taking drugs. And, um you know, so I dealt with this on two sides. And, um, so Mission Kilimanjaro was initially, uh, it was my girlfriend's, um, vision. She was like, Oh, I always, always wanted to go to Kilimanjaro. And, uh, so when that relationship started to dismantle and break away and, um, when the relationship with my brother got tough, I was like, all right, I'm just going to create the most epic vision that I can possibly create. And I'm going to focus on a, a message that, you know, if you confront your fears and your perceived limitations, there's no limit to what you can create in this world. And so we used Kyle Maynard, you know, a kid that was born without arms and legs, and we built an adaptive climbing system. And uh, this young man, you know, through the mindset that he had, he bear crawled to the top of Kilimanjaro, you know, without any assistance. And um, so that uh, that whole experience, you know, um, was really meant to have an impact on people you know, to have them look at Kyle and be like, you know, this kid has all these physical limitations. Like what is holding me back in my own life? And just having people, um, you know, take ownership for, uh, you know, for their own path. And, you know, if it's not as epic as they want it to be and, you know, taking the step to, to, uh, to make it more interesting. That's seriously, that's incredible. Great story. And it's, it's just fascinating too. I, a couple things like, uh, I guess really resonated with me uh, in terms of, you mentioned you talking to your brother and then telling him these, giving him this advice and then being that the point, that's the point where you reflect and you're like, wait a second, like I'm giving this advice and I believe in it, but am I really living it? Yeah. Do I really you know, believe that, it with the life that I'm living? Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. That's the question, isn't it? That's, that's, that's really cool. And I think what's cool about your story is that, that literally that was, that was the spark really essentially to go and start doing it, to go start creating these, these experiences and these, these events and these adventures and, and doing everything that you're doing. Yeah. Really incredible. That, that's the great thing about adversity sometimes. You know, it, it really forces when everything's comfortable and everything's status quo. Like a lot of times we don't take the steps that we need to take to evolve and, and to grow. Cause I think, you know, the sole purpose in this life is, is, is to evolve, you know, as people to learn lessons, you know, to, 
expands who we think we are and what our potential is. And usually it's, it's done through, you know, experiencing difficult things rather than always being, oh, you know, everything's great all the time, you know? Yeah, exactly. So that's really interesting. So you, you climbed it with him. How long did that take? Well, to be honest, like the, the biggest, I mean, really the hardest part of it was, uh, fundraising. So you know, we raised close to $80,000. Um, mm-hmm. we did a lot of things that, you know, were foreign to me. I had no idea how to do. Um, we set up a right. social media platform, which, um, basically enabled people to, you know, follow the entire experience, enable them to feel like they're a part of it. Uh, so people could track us via Google Earth. Uh, you know. And, and let me, let me interrupt real quick. Sorry. Because I think this is actually really an important point. You mentioned, I mean, you basically just, you just started this from scratch. Yeah. Like your, your experience, I mean, what experience, you didn't have an experience in doing this kind of thing before, did you? I had none. So I was always, um, you know, like after I saw Kyle's documentary, I hadn't even like met Kyle. You know, I, I saw his, his documentary, um, called The Fighting Chance that was on ESPN earlier. And I was like, oh man, this kid has an amazing mindset. And, um, I kind of crafted the Kilimanjaro vision while I was sitting in my office. And so to, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And, and so the first step for me was understanding how to uh, connect to people and how to get the right people involved. And so I basically walked out of my office at five o'clock every single day. I went to Apple and I went to their one-to-one program and one-to-one, you know, just basically enabled you to go in and have live like IT support. So I would take in all my personal projects and if I, if I didn't know what I was doing, I'd be like, hey, you know, can you help me with this? And I was doing it while they were giving me, um, you know, just, uh, insight or, um, you know, or helping me forward with, with certain aspects of it. So, you know, over a, a five, six month period of just going in there every single day from five to 10, I was, you know, able to build a website and, uh, you know, connect with Kyle and then, uh, you know, I ended up selling all my stuff and moving from Boston to Atlanta to, uh, build the last five months of the project. Jeez, that's all in. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, we brought two veterans with us. Um, I yeah. flew from Boston to DC to meet with Kyle to pitch him the idea. And, uh, he was, you know, instantly kind of, uh, into it, but, you know, I had nothing. And I just, I want people to understand that, you know, when you craft a vision, you don't have to have like a ton of resources, like, uh, you know, in the, in the, in today's world, you can reach out and connect to anyone. It's just understanding the platforms that enable you to do that and, you know, taking the time to, uh, you know, to explore things that interest you. Bam. I love that message. Yes. <laughs> that really totally resonates with me, man. Obviously. I mean, a lot of the stuff I write about and talk about is exactly those, that philosophy is that, yeah. It's all out there. It's, it's there, it's there for the taking if you want to take it. You know, it's, it, if you want to, you know, whatever you want to be, whatever you want to do, yeah. whatever you want to add value to or create or yeah. invent, build, write, whatever, it's there. It's, it's incredible how accessible it all is too, isn't it? Exactly. You know, and that's the, that's the world we live in. There's, there's tons of information. Um, it's just being able to kind of, uh, take what's important and to get rid of stuff that's irrelevant because there's a lot of noise out there too. And I think as you start learning to navigate and you start learning, you know, what, what it is you're, you're particularly passionate about, you can kind of, um, narrow down like your focus and, you know, with all the noise out there, it's so important. And, you know, there's, there's certain practices too that I really focus on. Um, I am, uh, 
I am very creative, you know, and I do love a lot of different things. But when I when I set my intentions on one vision, I usually focus on one thing at a time. And then I use this concept um, throughout my life, and I think that's this is really the primary reason I'm able to you know accelerate a lot of my growth is whenever I fear something, I go right at it. I see fear as the you know accelerator in a, in a lot of ways, you know. And so by kind of reconditioning yourself. At any time you have that kind of that deep, like, oh, I don't know, you know, I don't know if I should do this. Um, I'm, I'm scared, you know, like that's the indicator that you should, you know, take that step and it's something you need to do. And so kind of like reassessing that, that relationship and reconfiguring that in my mind, um, it, it's enabled me to, uh, you know, to really kind of do the things that I've always wanted to do, um, in a lot fewer steps. That's it, man. Fear is the guidepost, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we got to evolve past the, uh, the fight, uh, fight or flight response, you know? I know. I totally agree. That's interesting. So tell me about a little bit more about what came from, well, this jump into, cause you created athletic capital to begin with, right? Yeah. I created athletic capital. It was basically an experiment. You know, I was starting to learn certain mm -hmm. things. Um, I played sports my whole life. And so a lot of the things that I learned came through that pursuit. And I, I think it can, you can learn a lot of universal concepts through, you know, music or art, but athletics was the thing for me. And so, you know, in athletics, I started to realize like the power of visualization. Um, so I'm like a pretty small guy. Like when you look at me, like I look like a kicker, you know, and in college, uh, I did all the grunt work, you know, I played middle linebacker, which is, you know, a position that's usually, you know, given to someone that's a lot bigger than I am. Um, you know, I was the wedge buster on kickoff. So I would run down and, you know, sacrifice my body, <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and I did all the jobs that people didn't want to do. But, you know, as I started to get more into, you know, my college career, you know, I played at division one, one level. Um, I would visualize like what, uh, how I would, you know, make plays like the night before I would visualize like, how it fit, uh, you know, my responsibilities. And what I found is like the next day, like, they would like what I was visualizing would play out in reality. So I was like, man, like it's kind of crazy, you know, like the things that I'm visualizing in my head are playing out in reality, you know, in my life. Like how can I, you know, transition this into every aspect of my life, my relationships, the way I make money, you know, my career. And it's been a constant evolution. Um, but like in college, you know, when I was a junior, um, you know, everyone was like, Oh, you know, you'll never play. You know, you never start at linebacker. You never do those things. Um, but when I was a junior, I led the nation in unassisted tackles. Um, and then I'm the current uh, NCAA record holder for most unassisted tackles in a game. And, you know, it wasn't through, like, you know, a talent or anything. It wasn't like <laughs> I'm just, you know, a lot stronger, a lot faster, a lot bigger than right. opponents. It was the simple, um, simple aspect of visualization, you know, believing in, in my particular vision and then just pushing through the difficult parts. Cause I feel like whenever you feel like the entire world is about to cave in on you and everything's about to collapse, like that's always the breakthrough point, you know? Mm -hmm. So you know that at that point, because in the world, everything exists in opposites. Hot can't exist without cold. Summer can't exist without winter. Success can't, uh, can't, success can't exist without failure. And so whenever you're at the other opposite where you're like, dude, can't get much worse, you know, you keep on pushing through and then lo and behold, you enter into this amazing like Mecca, you know, that you didn't even know was there. 
um, you know, just through continuing to push through and, you know, a lot of people give up, you know, right when they're on their cusp of amazing stuff. Yeah. That's kind of sad when you think about it. So that, but that background though, in, in athletics and, and yeah. really that specific story about, you know, not being say somebody that was just, Oh, I just was born into this kind of ability that you worked for. You visualized it, you made it happen. You created it. How did that influence um, athletic capital and these other bit, social yeah. projects that you built? I basically wanted to teach people the mindset because it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with externals. It has nothing to do with talent. It's a simple mindset that you cultivate over time. Um, you know, if you, if you learn, um, I'm a big believer. Uh, one of the major influences in my life is Joseph Campbell and his concept of this thing called the hero's journey. Um, and I've kind of instituted that in every aspect of my life. And basically how the hero's journey works is basically this formula that's found in myth. It's found in, in, you know, all of the greatest stories, all of the greatest religions. It's a universal concept. And, um, once you kind of, uh, you know, basically impart that into your life. Uh, you know, whenever I want to do something, I just take, take the step and, and I do it. And so what I wanted to do is all these different experiences that I was creating, I wanted to share them with people. I wanted mm-hmm. to share my insights through my direct experiences. And I wanted to basically use it as, um, a way to really uh, empower people to, um, you know, to learn from their own experiences, not just to like take content, con- you know, consume content and be like, Oh, you know, um, read like a hundred self help books, you know, a day. I, I wanted people to, you know, really, uh, Im- you know, put the information into their daily life. So athletic capital, I started interviewing some of the world's greatest creators. I wanted to see, you know, what the key, uh, you know, connections were, um, you know, what made people outliers. And so basically it was like a study. I started this thing called the be your own hero. A spotlight and I would just, I would reach out to people that I saw as heroic that were just doing amazing things and I would ask them like really deep questions about, you know, how they dealt with adversity, about mindset, you know, really just getting into the depths of their kind of soul to see how they mm-hmm. operated. And, you know, I felt like it was a, a tremendous gift, uh, to the people that obviously followed me, but it was also a tremendous gift to myself because I was learning how these amazing people were building their life. And once I saw like how they were doing it, I was like, oh, you know, I, I can do that. So, you know, I started learning from, you know, the things that they were teaching me and then evolving it to fit my own skill set and my own creative, um, you know, pursuits. And so, you know, Athletic Capital then um, basically spawns into Mission Kilimanjaro, where I took a, a huge leap of faith where, you know, money was on the line. I risked everything I had. And, you know, my uh, my vision you know, I was able to bring it to life. And so it gave me the confidence uh, to continue pushing forward. And then um, that project, you know, we met all these amazing people. We met Eric Weimeyer, who's blind and summited Everest. And uh, we met, you know, we sat front row with Espy. So I got to sit next to Mr. Belding and uh, all these actors and actresses and all these sports stars that I enjoyed. Um, you know, I got to kind of pick their brain and kind of uh, see who is, who are like the true um, compassionate, you know, uh, creators, like the, the, the people that really get it at the highest level. Um, and so then that spawned into the higher purpose project. So I wanted to take all these amazing people that I met with Mission Kilimanjaro and I wanted to create a platform, uh, that helped teach people the mindset and gave them access to a support network of people that were, you know, embodying all of the principles they were, you know, teaching through their direct experiences of building amazing lives. Um, and so, yeah, because I think that was one of the hardest things for me is I didn't have a support structure. 
you know, with the stuff I was doing. I was very um, careful with who I shared my vision with because people just didn't understand. You know, it's like, I'm going to take this kid who I've never met before, who has no arms and legs. I'm going to take him to the top of Kilimanjaro and I'm going to raise $80,000 and I'm going to make it happen. And it's all going to work out. It's going to be amazing. And when I explain that to people, they're like, dude, you're crazy. You know, yeah. I don't get that. So um, it's that's I think that's a, a really hard aspect of it is like confronting your parents, you know, and they're like, what are you doing again, Dan? You're, you're not you're not doing what I did my whole life. How are you going to make money? You know, or, uh, you know, you confront your friends that are just like, well, I can't do that. How are you going to do that? You know, so it just, uh, you know, each one of these projects has successfully led to the next step. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see where, where it takes us from here. I, I love that. I mean, a few of those things resonate with me. Obviously, the, the one step at a time in building a kind of project base and seeing how things evolve. Big, big fan of that. I love that. Um, I also, what, what did you say? There's something that you said there that was really um, fascinating to me. It was, uh, gosh, what were you just talking about? It was, okay, so it was about, you know, you're talking about these different projects you're working yeah. on. Oh, okay, talk, you know, connecting with people yeah. that you wanted to learn from. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's exactly, that's why I started the podcast, so I connect with people like you, Dan. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's crazy because, I mean, that's exactly what I would do with uh, interviewing people, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I would provide value to them by bringing attention to the, to their work, you know? The greatest creators, I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. It could be a, a big actor, a big actress. Um, I mean, I, I've worked with all different types of people. I mean, people love uh, when others express gratitude towards their work. And if you do it in an authentic manner where it's not like egoic, like, oh, you know, can I get your autograph? Or, you know, like, I, I could care less about those things. I want to learn from you so I can, um, you know, take some of the lessons and apply them to my own life. And I also want to bring attention to the stuff you're doing because I believe in your work, you know, and I think it's awesome. And I, I want to share it with other people and I want to figure out ways to collaborate. And I think if you have that mindset where, you know, I can provide value to anyone and, you know, just by listening and being able to kind of uh, take uh, note of what's important to people, you know, you can always, always figure out ways to provide value to people. And so it gives you access to just amazing, amazing individuals. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, with all that said, what did, you know, tell us a little bit about, um, the, the higher purpose project, what that ended up, I guess, what the, the, yeah. the execution of it looked like. Yeah. Um, and, and tell us a little, little bit about that and kind of, again, I'm guessing probably this a little bit of a similar story in terms of you weren't quite sure how to do this and, but it all came together. So tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't sure like how I wanted to kind of take my experiences from, you mm -hmm. know, Africa and, uh, building that initiative, I wanted to create um, more or less a, a network of conscious creators, you know, so people that I'm very good at kind of recognizing the it and people. And, you know, Tom, like you definitely have the it, uh, like Thank I'm very you. good at, at finding people that um, have creative capacities and are, are good leaders. And I, I can see like the, the, the qualities and I can see the dedication and work ethic in people very, very quickly. Um, and so when I find those people, I love to connect with them and I love to figure out ways to collaborate. So I was like, all right, how can I build like an amazing project that, um, basically, you know, helps provide value so I can bring in some facilitators. So these are people that have already like consciously created their, their path in, in really neat ways. Um, mm -hmm. and then I can bring in people that are like on the onset, you know, so that would be like me when I was in corporate mm -hmm. America in, in 2010, you know, or 2009. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, I have like a vision, but I don't really know how to do it. 
you know, I could bring in someone like that and I could more or less create a uh, educational platform, a learning structure where right. people could apply, you know, the information we're giving them on a weekly basis. So it consists of a uh, weekly webinar. So we go through three months of weekly webinars and I was like, dude, like, uh, you know, webinars are great, but I like physical interactions and I like, you know, feeling it, experiencing it. So, uh, we created a, a three day summit. Um, it's going to be four days in, uh, this fall when we relaunched the project. But this past May, when we, we, we ran the first pilot, um, you know, we had a three day summit. So, uh, it was great. You know, we, we took everyone out of their element, you know, out of their routine and we went to Big Bear Lake. So people had to take more or less like a leap of faith to become part of the, the project. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I basically brought in some people that had a huge impact on me. Uh, so mm-hmm. I brought in Kyle, the kid that we took up to Africa. Um, mm-hmm. I brought in this director of a film called Finding Joe that's all about the hero's journey, all about Joseph Campbell, who's one of the biggest influences in my life. And, mm-hmm. you know, I brought him in to serve as a facilitator. I brought in Taylor Felisky, who won uh, ABC, uh, the ABC reality show Expedition Impossible. You know, here was a kid that really didn't have a lot of experience doing uh, world adventure challenges. So they would do like these epic challenges all around the world where they did do different types of obstacles and Taylor's team he had three people on his team they obviously you know they they destroyed everyone they competed against and they competed against NFL players like all different yeah. types of groups and what Taylor did is he visualized you know before he you know he went on the show him and his team like visualized like different aspects of the competition and they visualized like succeeding winning the grand prize and no one even came close to touching them, you know, and it's people like that. that are just amazing to me. So I brought in Taylor. Then I brought in this kid, Jordan Lejuan, who started a self-sustaining community in Montreal um, that he brought in. He has like a, a multi-million dollar earthship that they reached out to um, a creator, you know, who's really good at building these things. And they, and they created a uh, conference, you know, so they provided values to this gentleman who in turn decided to build them an earthship in Montreal. So then they built it, they, they, they built this huge community around them, you know? So all these individuals were people that were doing it. And then we brought in uh, 25 people from around the world, uh, six different countries, and we had an application process. So we were kind of picking out people that had kind of, you know, that drive and like that vision to do something bigger with their life. And, you know, they had the call, you know, they wanted to answer it. Um, so we brought them into, to Big Bear Lake and, you know, we went through a process of different workshops, uh, physical adventures, um, you know, just made it as exciting as, as possible and really created those authentic connections. So when people went back into their communities all around the world, they would have a network of people that they could, you know, have as resources and mm-hmm. have as a sounding board for their upcoming projects. Um, so this fall we'll be relaun- relaunching the project, uh, currently. You know, the website is thehigherpurposeproject.com. Um, we're in the process of getting through all these tons of applications that we're receiving and selecting the 40 uh, that we want to take part in this project. Um, and so that'll be happening, um, you know, through September is the application deadline. And, uh, yeah, it'll be a, be a new adventure with some new faces. That's awesome. Well, that's really incredible, man. Again, just building that stuff from scratch is just so impressive to me. Yeah, it's, so, it's so good on you for doing yeah, that. That's the biggest thing too, as far as this pilot, like we had no idea what we were doing. So we knew we had to yeah. test it first. So we decreased yep. a lot of our prices and we just, yep. we just did it. We we're like, okay, like, you know, if we were to really run this, how would we do it? 
And so then we, we did it. We ran a pilot group and we let everyone know, you know, we were learning from our own experiences and, yeah. you know, people were learning from, from us as well. So it was a great uh, way to kind of enable people to participate in it at a discounted rate while also enabling us to learn from it. Yeah. Well, just talking to you and, and looking at the program and everything like that, everything I've heard about and everything I've seen and read about it, I have a feeling this thing's going to blow up, you know, get very, even I'm sure it already has this year and I can only see bigger and bigger things down the road, yeah. honestly. Yeah. You know, it, it's great. You know, I'm able, like, on my own selfish ways, like, it's great because I can bring in these people that, like, I admire, you know, and I've always wanted yeah. to, to meet and have a personal relationship with. I get mm-hmm. to, I get to bring them in for this project and, um, you know, have fun. So it's great. Totally. Hey, man, sometimes the selfish pursuits are the best, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. hey, but the best for everybody else, too. Exactly. That's that's a fine line there. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's good to make. I mean, you have to kind of set the intention on your own, um, mm-hmm. you know, but it's always for the greater good, you know, and, uh, you know, you, you kind of have to follow your own individual passions to you know contribute to that greater good, because if you don't you don't love what you're doing, you're not a little selfish, you know, and kind of being like, well, this isn't for me, you know, it's then you can't lead your path and you're just, you know, you're living a life according to, you know, the society or your parents. Yeah. You have to, you have to enjoy or be interested or love what you do to to put everything into it, man. And it looks like you're doing just that. So congrats on that and all the impact you're making, which is really impressive. Thanks Tom. You know, the resistance movement, dude, like I love uh, receiving your newsletters, man. And you know, just the stuff that you've been able to build in in such a short time, especially with your commitments um, at West Point with the military um, dude, it, it's amazing. And, and I know, you know, speaking from my own experiences, it's sometimes hard, like to get outside of those, uh, like platforms, you know, and to create on your own. And, uh, dude, I, I commend you for all the steps that you've made in such a short amount of time. Um, you know, doing all the, all, you know, all the epic things that you've accomplished in the real world, dude. It's, it's amazing. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate that. Well, you know, we're going to, I wrap this up. Um, you know, I'd like to, I want to make sure that we can get people to find out more about you and yeah. about your projects. Um, but also, you know, before we just sign off with, with your, you know, Twitter handles and all that, um, you know, what would you say? Give, I always, some, every now and then I like to ask people, like, you know, give a piece of advice to somebody just starting out or, or something like that. So, let's you know what would be your one piece of advice for maybe a, a college student or, or even after that an adult who's just you know i don't know just starting out or has these ideas in their head about wanting to do something uh i, I guess the biggest advice i could give is you know life is is an adventure um you know a lot of things that we gravitate towards as kids uh it, it's the truth you know and i think as we get older we, we we have a tendency to kind of think that we have to play adult you know, we get caught up in playing different roles, you know, I got to be a lawyer, or I got to be, you know, this is who I am. And uh, life is so much more than that. And so, you know, the advice I would give is, you know, live the adventure, you know, like, just think of your life as, as if it were like a, a book, you know, you're writing it. Um, you know, you're, you're the creator of, of your reality, nobody else, you know, by diving inward, and kind of, you know, focusing on within, you create the the outer you know, and so it, it comes out of you. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's like Peter Pan. Like that's one of my favorite, that was one of my favorite things growing up. Um, you know, you have an opportunity to go to Neverland all the time and, you know, Neverland, the only way to get there is to think happy thoughts, uh, to, to believe in who you are and, uh, to not get caught up in, in heavy roles, you know, like we all need to be able to fly 
And you know, the way that you're able to fly and lead an epic life is through being positive, through believing in yourself, believing in your own visions, and um, you know, confronting that darkness when you need to confront it. So, um, you know, all the great heroes, like they've uh, they've experienced an equal amount of darkness as they have uh, the light. You know, and you can't experience light without experiencing darkness. So mm-hmm. wherever you're at, um, you know, just know that everything's as it should be and just take this, this step that you need to take now, um, or in the present moment to, uh, to get, get one step closer to, to where, you know, where you want to be. Um, perfect. Yeah. yeah. That's it, man. I got some seriously good quotables from, uh, this interview. So I'm excited to, uh, to go back through and, yeah. and re-listen to it and yeah. edit it and post it. So good stuff, man. Thanks, Tom. Thanks so much for having me, man. And, um, I'm really happy to help you in any way I can. And, uh, I look yeah. forward to, you know, continuing to, uh, uh, read the resistance and, uh, promoting you, um, and all your amazing works. Thank you so much, Dan. And for everybody listening or watching, uh, you can catch Dan. Uh, tell me the best part, place to get you. I would say Athletic Capital, but I don't know. Maybe yeah, something uh, you prefer. I would say, you know, go, go on the Higher Purpose Project.com. Um, I'll have a cool. short profile on there, but you can kind of see like, uh, we have a blog on there, has tons of cool resources. Um, you can kind of see like my, my thought process behind stuff. And, you know, if you're interested in, in, in wanting to join us in the fall, um, you know, please feel free to uh, fill out an application. And, uh, you know, we're always looking for, for cool, uh, cool attendees. Yeah, for sure. And I'll make sure to post that and that'll be in the show notes for everybody listening. And, uh, I'm going to try to publish this one pretty quick so that I can, uh, hopefully push people your way, Dan. So thank you so much for being on the show. Awesome, Tom. Keep on embarking on the journey, man. I know you got some epic stuff ahead of you that I look forward to, uh, to following. And that wraps up today's broadcast. If you're interested in finding out more about Dan, check out thehigherpurposeproject.com or just go to tommorcus.com slash broadcast12. That's the number 12. And I'll have everything linked up there. I definitely think you should check out the Higher Purpose Project, though. I think it sounds like a really compelling project. And it's pretty competitive. It's only going to be a few people, I think, that are actually going to be allowed to uh, to get accepted into it and it's an application process so if you're interested if you check it out if you're interested i highly encourage you to get involved quickly and put in an application quickly Uh, i believe around september is when they're going to be uh finishing up with all the application process so um that being said check it out and uh, let me know if you do as always this is tom Morcus, and if you're listening to this you are the resistance Thank you for listening to In the Trenches. Your creative work doesn't stop here. Join the resistance, the small but growing army of entrepreneurs and artists putting a dent in the world at www.tommorkis.com. Never fight alone. Join the resistance.